Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Just want to give a shout out to those of you who are doing your laundry right now. To the mom I met on the road who is probably on her riding lawnmower. Hey, hey, how's it going? To the mom who's doing laundry, to the mom who's doing her dishes, to the mom who's in the shower and has figured out, like me, how to affix your phone onto the glass in your shower. Good job. Way to go. To the mom who is sitting down in her workout room and can't get the energy to get up on her elliptical. To the mom who's listening to me on her treadmill. Just want to say thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast with your friends and your neighbors. Thanks for getting out there and just uh, being a voice for the Lord in, in this generation. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Those of you who know the Lord Jesus as your as your Lord and Savior, guess what? You have what an entire generation is looking for. You have what an entire generation is looking for. And we have been told that we are not as Christians, that we shouldn't uh, speak about things that are happening in the culture around us because we don't want to offend anybody, because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But the truth is, we're living in a generation, an incredible time of deception, and we have the truth. We have the hope inside of us, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. And I want to talk to you today a little bit about truth, because one of the things I'm hearing as I'm traveling and speaking is that truth is subjective, that you have your truth and I have my truth and -and so-and-so has his truth. This is the reason why we are looking at uh, men and women in the transgender movement and we're saying, oh, I guess if he wants to be a a man, that's okay. So I want to talk to you guys about truth today and why it matters that you understand truth. But before I do, I want to just remind you, if you haven't left a, a review for us, over at iTunes. We would love, love, love it if you would do that. You can just go over to to iTunes and search for Heidi St. John or search for the Busy Mom Podcast, and that will come up. Also, if you're interested in supporting this ministry, we would greatly appreciate your support. This uh, ministry is support-driven, meaning we are uh, dependent really on the donations of those of you who are listening to this to support it. If you haven't done so already and you can and you would like to sign up for monthly support, we would be thrilled. Every little bit helps. If you want to use snail mail, you can send us uh, a donation to Firmly Planted Family, P.O. Box 460, Battleground, Washington, 98604. We really appreciate your prayers and your financial support. It makes all the difference in the world. Uh, Next week, I'm going to take up the topic of homeschooling, but I want to end this week by just uh, talking to you for just a little bit about truth and whether or not it exists. We are living in a time, like I said before, of of what I think is the perfect storm, a time of great deception. And by great deception, I mean there there is a cloud, a shroud, if you will, of deception that has literally settled over this country. Uh, and certainly seeing it happening, obviously, in Europe. But I live here in the United States, and I see it here. And things that we are putting up with and things that we are saying, well, I don't know, we're scratching our heads going, maybe that is right. Uh, five years ago, we would have said, no, that's not true. And what I mean by that is we are no longer using discernment. The Bible says that we need discernment and discernment, like we talked about this week, uh, is part of wisdom and it comes from God. It comes from God. And so we need to be able as Christians to look at what's happening in the culture around us from a biblical point of view and be able to defend uh, what God says is true. And so that's what I kind of want to walk you through that a little bit today, because we're living in a time of great deception and biblically illiterate generation of Christians, which is what I call the perfect storm. And strong parents and strong grandparents, those who are strong in their faith, teach their children, they must teach their children that truth 
exist. Truth exists. And guess what? It comes from God. It comes from God. So how can we know what is true? That's a good question. Guess what? The Bible teaches us that God defines truth, that we don't define it. And in fact, the opposite of us defining it is what we want because the Bible teaches us in Psalms, actually all through the word of God, that the heart, the human heart is desperately wicked. And we are certainly seeing that, aren't we, playing out all over the world? A heart without Jesus is a heart that's in trouble. A heart that doesn't have access to the Holy Spirit, that can't be led by the Spirit of God, convicted of sin, and set uh, on the right path, which is what the Bible says it's good for. The Bible says that the Word of God teaches us what is right and teaches us, shows us what's wrong with our lives and helps us to do what's right. And it teaches us that God defines truth. So I'm going to give you just a couple of verses to sort of tuck away. If you've got a pencil, write these down or circle them, ink them up in your Bible. Psalm 119 verse 160 says, all your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal, which means they're going to last forever. Long after uh, the, the presidential election is over, God's word will still be true. John 17, 17 says, make them holy. How? By your truth. Teach them your word, which is what? Which is truth. That's John 17, 17. And Psalm 25, 5, the second half of that says, guide me in your truth and teach me. The Bible is telling us over and over and over again, that the word of God holds true. It's true no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. It applies to every situation of your life. We need only to go back to the word of God to understand what God says about men and women, what God says about marriage, what God says about human sexuality, what God says about stealing, what he says about the way we should interact with each other. All of those things are found in the word of God. And guess what, you guys? You don't even have to uh, uh, believe the word of God. It's still true. It's still true. I had the opportunity several years ago to speak for a secular uh, organization. I was talking about family life and work balance because I am essentially a working mom. I work full-time from home, writing books and writing uh, this blog, and I homeschool our children with my husband. And they were asking me, how do you balance it all? So I sent them what I would talk about. And guess what? All the principles that we use in our home come from the word of God. And so the organizer of this particular event said, hey, we'd really appreciate it. We, I love what you're using here, but if you could just, you know, not give an altar call, <laughs> you know, just don't talk about Jesus. I think they were worried that I was going to like, I don't know, pull some snakes out of my bag or something. He said, just, you know, don't, don't um, talk about Jesus if you can help it. And I said, you know what? I will honor you because I'm speaking for you, but guess what? I'm going to tell these people. I'm going to tell them that every single principle that I'm teaching off of can be found in the word of God because the word of God holds true. It holds true. And you don't have to be, you know, walking around uh, like the prophet Jonah or the prophet Jeremiah or slinging snakes around to, to talk about the truth that is found in the word of God. The Bible teaches us that we are to be on the alert. So 1 Peter 5, which is one of my favorite passages in scripture, reminds us that we have an enemy and his name is Satan. Right, and the and Peter is actually saying, "Watch out!" This is what he says: "Look out! You have an enemy. For your enemy prowls around the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, literally seeking someone to devour." Do you know who that who that someone who he's trying to devour is? Are you ready for this? It's you. It's you. It's anyone who claims the name of Jesus. It's a it's a man and woman who are married and following God. You got a target on your back. It's someone who is choosing to educate their children in the ways of the Lord. 
that person is going to be under attack, the Bible says, that Satan prowls around like a roaring lion, literally seeking someone to devour. And how is it that we as uh, men and women of God can come up against the things of this world and talk about them in a way that brings truth to the culture. Well, we need something called discernment. And discernment is simply the ability to think biblically about every situation that you encounter. It's the ability to discern right from wrong. It's what Solomon asked for. It's what we talked about on Wednesday when Solomon recognized that what was in front of him was too difficult. He went to the Lord. And I just want to stop right here and say, I have been in the situation many times. We are having discussions in the culture and frankly, discussions at our home around our dinner table that I never dreamed we would be having. We are having discussions about whether or not a man who dresses up as a woman can come into the bathroom with my little girl. We are having discussions about whether or not a 57-year-old man really can self-identify as a six-year-old girl, leave his wife and seven children, and roam around the streets of Seattle in pigtails and a dress. We are having these discussions. Why? Because we are living in a time of incredible deception, and incredible deception requires incredible and God-driven discernment. uh, Spurgeon said that discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. All right, this is important. It's not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And we've got to have discernment. Why? Because we are the shepherds of this generation. And we are watching an entire generation uh, slipping and faltering and struggling to find its way and uh, buckling under the lies of the culture. And you know what, you guys? It is not loving to lie to somebody. It is not loving, I'm going to say it again, is not loving to lie to someone. I've been speaking all over the country this summer, and I've been telling parents about a woman that I knew when I was much younger who struggled with anorexia. And this beautiful young girl was probably 85 pounds soaking wet, but when she looked in the mirror, she saw a 300-pound woman. She would literally pull at her skin in an effort to get us to see how fat she was. And she would say, this is gross. This is awful. I don't like this. Do you know what? None of us lied to her. Her doctor did not lie to her. We didn't lie to her and say, you know what? You're right. You, you, because what was she doing? She was self-identifying as a fat person. And she wasn't a fat person. She was an incredibly sick, thin person. And if we would have lied to her, she would have died. Just let that sink in for a minute. If we'd have lied to her, she would have died. And no one said, oh, Heidi St. John, you have, you know, anorexophobia. How dare you? right? But if you tell the truth to, to a man who tells you that he feels like he's a woman, then all of a sudden you're transphobic, right? All of a sudden you're not loving that person at all. Listen, you guys, love apart from the truth isn't love at all. When Jesus came and sent and died for our sins, he didn't say, I'm just doing this because I feel like it. No, he said, you are dead in your sins. And unless you repent and unless you come to me because I am the way, the truth, and the life, you will spend eternity away from me. You will spend eternity in hell. He didn't sugarcoat it. He told the truth. Why? Because he understands it's a life and death situation that we find ourselves in, which is what Peter was saying. Peter was saying that you have an enemy that prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, devour meaning kill you. It is a life and death struggle that we find ourselves in, and it requires that we know that there is such a thing as truth, and we impart that truth to our children, and we teach our children how to impart that truth to a generation who is desperately in need of it. And how do we impart it? We use the love. We use love. 
We've got to be able to recognize we're the shepherds of this generation. The Bible says a student is not above his teacher, but everyone who's fully trained will be like his teacher. So we've got to be discerning, and we've got to learn how to speak the truth in love. The Bible says that if we can't speak the truth in love, that we sound like a gong. Some of you are old enough to remember the gong show. Uh, I don't know if my husband watched the gong show or not, because he didn't have a TV in his house. But every once in a while, I hear about things he watched at the neighbor's house, and The gong show was, you know, I mean, people get up there and it was kind of like American Idol from the 70s, you know, right? These people get up there and they would have this amazing talent that they thought they had. And if the judges didn't like them, they heard this huge gong and they literally pulled out like a shepherd's staff and they yanked them off the stage. And it was just, it was horrifying. It was kind of like, you know, the 70s version of Simon Cowell, you know, like taking these guys off the stage and we weren't being very loving about it. But the Bible says that you, that it's not enough for you just to know the truth, that you've got to be loving in your presentation of the truth. And a discerning Christian is going to resist a worldly interpretation. A, a discerning Christian is going to go, oh man, you know what? I I understand that you're struggling. I can see the pain in your, I can hear the pain in your voice and see the pain in your eyes. But let me tell you about someone who loves you enough to bring healing to your life. Let me tell you about someone who sent his son so that you could find healing and that you could be whole. We are not called to sacrifice truth on the altar of mercy. Because like I said before, or love apart from the truth isn't really love at all. We need to teach our children that there is such a thing as truth and that God defines it. And when you go to the polls this November, men and women, you vote according to what you know God says. You vote the person in who we think most likely is going to recognize truth and run from lies. Is that going to be a perfect person? No, there's not a perfect person running for president. Oh my goodness, you guys. And I think we've learned in the last eight years that hope and change is never going to be found in a president, right? Barack Obama was a brilliant marketer. He had a brilliant marketing team around him. He marketed himself exactly to the culture. The culture is desperate for hope and change. We're so desperate that we thought we'd find it in a person. But guess what? We don't find it in a person. Hope and change is found in Jesus. And not only is it found there, it flourishes there. Jesus said, I have come not only to give you life, but to give you abundant life, to give you abundant life. Women and men, that's truth. That's truth. It's found in the word of God. And we need to be teaching our children uh, that truth exists and that it comes from God. And we need to be sharing that truth with men and women around us. I want to end today with Romans 12 verses Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Truth exists. It's found in the Word of God. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.